All right. Exciting. Exciting. Woo! It's something that was cultivated in um, just like our sisterhood and also with this understanding um, of Christ as husband. Right. And, you know, and in Revelations, it ends with um, with Christ preparing for like Christ preparing for his bride. Yeah. And, and over time, a lot of people have said um, that the church is the bride. And um, and some people have even speculated that there's actually um, a bride to be expected, mm. like a woman. Mm. Um, but we'll just stick with what's in scripture. And, you know, and the scripture really says it all for us. And um, in many, many scriptures um, where it talks about Christ as husband, I think that's really our focal point yes. right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really less... Um, to begin with, it's less about being the bride, but it's 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 about becoming bride-like. So becoming bridal and recognizing Christ as husband. So I'm Princess. I am 32 years old. I um, am a mother of two. Um, currently, I'm, I'm currently a single mother of two, co-parenting with their father. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur. I have um, a beauty business. I'm a um, celebrity hair and makeup artist. Yes, I am. I <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, I do all types of like film, production, events, all that. I also have regular clients, and they're bomb. Um, uh, I also have a um, hair extension line and um, beauty cosmetic line that is going to expand this year. Um, I am one of those people who at one point in time thought that the person I fathered, that fathered my children was the person that I was supposed to be with for the rest of my life. And, um, then I gave up on love, um, but then got closer to God and realized that he has someone out there for me and uh, me and my family. So, um, uh, this podcast the bride tribe is just it's really important um to get the message out to other ladies and other women who may have the same um, experience as i did or as celica has um and to help you guys get a little bit more comfortable with just exploring um the idea of preparing yourself for your husband um that's pretty much me in a nutshell (laughs) I'll probably, yes. you know, reveal more later on. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty simple, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much me in that show. And so just to give you guys a little bit of background about me, my name is Celica Bailey, and I am 34 years old. I'm a mother. I'm a pastor in training. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm currently working on my master's in divinity at Southern Methodist University. And um, I am the president of the African Rose Foundation, a.k.a. The Ark. And, um, you know, just my mission is to really to, to see people grow and to be just just to become better through development programs, technological support, resources, education, spiritual guidance, job placement, like wherever 
I can be a resource and however I can be a resource, that's really my mission. And so, you know, doing the bride job is very passionate for me. I'm 34. Um, I'm divorced. I've been divorced for almost four years, currently single and ready to mingle. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my friend would be like, girl, you lying. Because <laughs> right. earlier I was talking about I would be a nun. So. Right. <laughs> So, but anyways, I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm You're single and ready to mingling. mingle. You're <laughs> slowly I'm slowly like mingling. A it's a process. It's taking it's okay. me a little bit of time. You know? Snail and turtle speed. It's okay. Right. It's taking me a little a bit of time. It's, a, it's process. a process. You know, you never really understand the whole journey. But for the most part, I feel like I've taken away the gems. Yeah. About how to move forward. And honestly... God just has to let it unfold. Like right. God has to like make the magic. Exactly. Because like you know, a lot of times we try to be the ones to make the magic, and it's like we just don't got that type right. of power. Like we don't got. He that already super has power. a transcript. Yeah, he already got it all written now. And so yeah. when we try to get in control of the situation, we really just get in the way. Yeah. Um. And so you know, I have I have been every taste of every kind of woman out there. Um, and I'm really just excited to get a chance to tell my crazy stories and to share how I dealt with them and how to, and, you know, and how God got me in this very intimate space with him. And um, and I want to share it because I'm not someone that just tells strangers like all my personal business. I'm very private. Very. Um, but I feel this was a really great place to start yeah. and um, and share how I dealt with, you know, the different situations um, in my personal life. And and. Um, you know, and so really, I just hope that the content and the podcast really changes your lives. Um, you know, we will be talking about dating in your 20s and 30s and 40s. We'll be talking about spirituality, how it affects your dating and mental health, the errors of today, y'all, what we are dealing with right now in this dating pool. And, and it's <laughs> you know a lot. What like, it's a lot. I can attest, like, it's not easy. No. It's very different, and there's so much competition out yeah. there. And, you know, I sit back and I'm just like, how do we get over this competition mm, thing? You know? Right. And I feel like as long as we stay, as long as we continue to accept like the way that it's moving, exactly. there's it's really no getting over. It's it's it's, it's compromising. Yeah. Okay. It's Pretty literally much. compromising. And so I I don't I don't believe that God is a God that will that will put us in a situation that makes us compromise. Right. You know, like no. I don't feel like that's His plan for us. That's like, not His plan. That it cannot be His plan. When for we us. try to take control, that's whenever that whole yeah. confusion comes into play. You know, like that yeah. compromise. Like I'm just not. I don't believe that that's what he has for us. I believe that there is something very deep about love, about finding the right person. Right. Um, you know, I do believe in soulmates. Some people don't. I do. I definitely believe in soulmates. I believe that Adam and Eve were one. Um, and, and it's crazy, but we'll go into that a little bit later. But, um, you know, I just feel like there's so much more to it and we have to start somewhere. And so I just, I've had dreams of seeing many brides and I just really would love to see that come into fruition because I I know that that is really the solution. Yeah. You know, to, to building the family back up and right. to restructuring what's been damaged, especially right. in the black community, because there's been so much damage that is in the statistics right. of how far behind we are. Right. And our children, they need their mothers and fathers in their households. And, you know, I mean, I'm a single mother right now and, and, I, and I understand that 
it doesn't always happen the way we want it to, you know, but there's nothing wrong with starting today at all moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And so we have to start somewhere. And so this is what Bride Tribe is about. It's just about encouraging bridal shit. Bridal shit. <laughs> Bridalship yes. because we don't spend enough time encouraging that. Right. Like I can't. No say matter that, your past. No matter your past. No matter like, your past. Everyone is fit to be a bride. Every oh, woman is fit to be a bride. I'm glad you said that because that's really important. Because a lot of women are wearing shame right. that they really shouldn't have to right. carry. Yeah. Like understand that Jesus Yeshua, my husband, he carries our husband. Our husband. <laughs> I'm exceeding with Jesus. <laughs> he carries all of your shame. Yeah. And so a lot of the times the devil will use your shame to keep you in the dark and yeah. to keep you hidden. But Jesus really wants you to use your story to uh, to transform other people and people, you know, and, and we and we hesitate to do that. We hesitate to embrace in our light because we're in the shadows hiding and the devil's sitting over here on our shore like you can't do that. Right. You used to strip mm -hmm. or you used to do this or mm -hmm. you used to date older men. Mm -hmm. And you're you're listening to that narrative and it's a lie. Yeah. This is about two people in this crazy world. Right. Finding love in this crazy world. Yeah. Because what the devil really hates is for us to find our person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. the devil hates for us. He Mr. would hate. Steal, kill, and destroy. Mr. Kill, do, steal, and destroy. <laughs> he doesn't want you finding the love of your I life. I know. He knows how powerful you guys can yeah. be. That he knows how powerful your creativity will be because you are seriously a whole And one. one thing he can't do is create. So mm. when he realizes that you're with the person to help create with you. Come on, friend. To help tear him down. Toast to that. Mm -mm. Toast. Mm. <laughs> no. Because really love empowers. It does. You know, love spreads. Love empowers. And, 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 and just like in the Bible where it says that he sent them, he sent, Jesus sent them off in twos. No one knows if he sent them off man by man or woman and man. Right. Because the twos, it's something about the twos. You know, yeah. it's, 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 there is a dynamic between a man and a woman that is creativity. True. Like that's how God it's created a, himself. Equal balance. Okay. It's equal an equal balance. balance. You cannot have one without the other. Yeah. And you have to learn to understand one another. And you find this person that you're so deeply engaged with because your connection is so deep right. that you're you're willing to go deeper and go into more understanding with this person exactly. and, and understanding yourself as you're understanding this person. Right. And it's a reality. You know, you it really is. learn what love really means. You know, we, yeah. we have love experience like with our family and with our children, but this type of intimacy is very different. Yeah. And I think that's why when, when God said that he was, like Jesus was a husband, it like takes it to a whole nother dimension yeah. because now we're talking about marriage. Right. And so what is so significant? Didn't say just a man. Yeah. Or just a boy. Yeah. Or the light of the earth or, you know what I'm saying, the it's morning specific. sun. It's very specific. It's specific. Yeah. And, there, and we have to highlight that because of that specificity. Exactly. Specificity. <laughs> we are not English teachers. So we might make up some words up in here, but it's going to make sense. Uh, for real. Like, but why? Yeah. You know, what do you think is the reason, like, why Jesus is described as husband opposed to friend? He's been mentioned as friend before. He's been mentioned as father, you mm -hmm. know, God the father. But why husband? Well, if you think about just growing up, okay, as a child, 
you have your mother father mm-hmm. um but as you grow you're growing up to be with someone for the rest of your life mm-hmm. okay in that period where you where you're where you are a child you are getting groomed for your mate, mm-hmm. for your husband, your wife, mm-hmm. you know. And so I believe that the reason why he is classified as husband is because in our younger years, we are, we're being groomed for him mm-hmm. because that's who we're gonna end up with and that's who we're giving our all to. He will always be number one. Our mm-hmm. husband will be number one because that's who we will die with is mm-hmm. our husband, mm-hmm. not our mother and father. We mm-hmm. leave their house. Mm-hmm. Not our children, they leave our house. Right. So it's our husband mm-hmm. that we're going to be with forever. Right. So I believe that's why he's labeled as the husband versus the friend, because our friends come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know about friends. Right. Parents, we leave our parents. Right. And children, they leave us. Right. So that's that's my take on it. Yeah, and I mean, that sounds very valid. And And when you say that, I think of, you know, how we're being groomed as children right by our mother and our father almost like they do something like they complete a task mm-hmm. for us that prepares us for our husband and so that that takes me even closer uh, <coughs> <laughs> are you okay is it when you okay little wine refill over here please champagne champagne thank you <laughs> so you know when we are you know even thinking about that like yeah. the 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 mother and the father are necessary they are necessary like, we need them because in the they, they went through that same process they had to go through that same process it's, it's a generational thing yep it's a it generational is. thing it is. and we want to continue that exactly you know we, exactly. we want to remind our generation mm-hmm. that this is what our previous generation did exactly to help groom us did we listen maybe not all the time right but we're here to remind everybody mm-hmm. what our purpose is yeah. very necessary it's necessary you know and, and and the reason why i'm saying this is because when you train up a child it's difficult mm. to, and especially by yourself you have to deal with the stresses of the world you got to deal with the country. hustle okay <laughs> the village and the country you got to deal with the stresses of the world you got to deal with your work yeah. you got to deal with people you got to deal with your bills you know all this stuff and, and even you, yourself and your faith and yourself and your faith and do it by yourself yeah and so you're managing all of that and it's just like one child they need to. They need they it. They need both. Like it takes two people it's to like raise a child. It's like having half of God. Exactly. You know, when you have one, mm. it's like having half of God. Wow. So That's having powerful. that other half completes mm-hmm. that covenant, you mm-hmm. know, and creates. And you know, yeah, there's been a lot of single parents who've been able to do it, right. and maybe their ch- their child the went grace. off. In, yeah, by the grace. By the grace of God. It's very but, important yeah, to have so it have in the physical husband. as right. well. But yeah, I mean, if if there were some some parents out there who made it, you know, as a single parent, you know, kudos to them and everything. But it is it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It was not easy. And by the grace of God, he you know, he made it easier for you. But he wants the husband and the wife. And I think that what's happened because there were some there um, were some statistics um, that we'll go into on another episode. But there were some statistics about like the, the 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 gap between the black and white family in in regards to marriage you right. know and of course we see the same gap like economically 
You know, we see this same gap with um, the differences of violence and vi the violence rates in certain neighborhoods. And so, yeah. you know, I, I believe that there is a direct effect of not having both parents in the household. You right. know, the probabilities of someone going off and going and taking the wrong path in life, the probabilities of that being more likely when there's a parent that's absent in the household is 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 very it's very high. It's very high. Yeah. You know, and so the numbers don't lie. Right. And so the devil is coming after the structure of the family because the structure of the family comes at it goes after um generational prosperity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the structure of the family is significant because it it's almost like the make or break of generational prosperity. Right. Because we can do it. Right. But it, it's harder and the probability of the prosperity becomes a little more slim. Right. Yeah. And so if I were the devil. <laughs> but you're not. But okay. if you were. Okay. But I'm saying if I was, <laughs> you know, just I would go after, I would go after the love. Yeah. Relationships. Right. Because isn't this the beginning of the structure of family? When you go on a date with somebody, aren't you considering how they would be as a as a husband, as a father, right. as a provider, you know, as a support um, system? You know, you're thinking about these things because as a woman, we're thinking about our family. True. The prosperity of our family. That's right. you know, that's that's what we're thinking about. Yeah. And so this is we're focusing on this because we need a solution better solution and a lot of a lot of the a lot of the women these days are not thinking about wedding mm -mm. they're not thinking about being a bride right like have you ever talked to somebody like you know are you ever thinking about getting married and you just look at them and they really look like they didn't even think about Never it or consider themselves did you tell that me that recently, you were that same way i was the same, same i was the exact same way i thought the same thing when a failed when a relationship failed a long-term relationship failed I thought that relationship was the only one I was supposed to be in. And if that didn't work, then there's no other love for me. That's what I thought. Hmm. I thought maybe I failed my children. Mm -hmm. I just failed myself. That's what I thought. But then, um, as I got closer to God during that journey with Daria, yeah. I could hear things more clearly and my heart kind of opened up a little, a little more, a lot mm -hmm. more actually, mm -hmm. a lot more. And so the idea was, it was it was it, it hit more close to home right and so the way i look at it is that i had a lot of mold i'm going to call it mold because it was growing on past experiences it was just filth growing in past experiences and i think that's what the devil does mm. he is like molds mm. you know and you can always get rid of molds mm -hmm. and start fresh and mm -hmm. start new you know and so i had to get rid of that mold and that 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 thought process that, okay, well, since this failed, I don't deserve to get married. Mm. That was my thought process. And so, got rid of the mold, and now I'm here, you mm. know, um, ready to be a bride to my husband and ready to prepare myself mm -hmm. with Christ as my teacher right. and things like that. So, yeah, like, a lot of times we have to remember whenever things just keep piling up it's just old mold like we just literally got to get rid of it got to yeah. wipe it out you got to get in the word if it whatever mm. it is whatever it takes to for you to hear him clearly come on now if that's praying mm -hmm. finding a prayer partner prayer warrior like mm -hmm. i found with you 
Thank um, you for you. You know, whether it's going to church, talking to your pastors, whatever it is, talking to yeah. people that you know are just heavily, uh, heavily close to to God. Right. Um, to help you get through that. Because it's a lot. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like raising a baby, like tr- trying to start over again spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole process. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. It it's gonna be you're gonna have to learn patience. Right. Maybe that might be the first step. Patience, group. Learn some patience. And a lot of patience. us don't have that. No, we don't. And we, we live in a microwave society. Look, everything's supposed to happen <laughs> quick. I want my husband now. I want yeah. the perfect man. You don't want today. no teenager husband. Okay? okay. You want the like, Laura? Steak, I need you to cook him, put him in the microwave. Rib, okay, girl. Now I know y'all Tommy taste Hunk, it. Like. <laughs> I'm going to wait. The difference. Yeah. I'm going to wait. You got to wait. So, yeah. There's a difference, um, you know, between food that's in the oven, from the oven. Right. Or roasted. (laughs) And food that comes from the microwave. All the nutrients get cooked out in the microwave. Everything. You get nothing. You know? You ever try to put a potato, (laughs) like a a sweet potato in the microwave? I haven't, but. It tastes like, it's like rubber. Like the whole outside (laughs) is like rubber. It's terrible. Mm Mm-mm. Do you but, want? Do you want a rubber husband? Do you want a rubber husband? <laughs> like, do you? Want, or do you want the real do you thing? Want the soft. Fake, yeah. You know, maybe hard on the outside, right. soft on the inside. Not just some bouncy. Right. We don't want nothing bouncy. Seriously. Like, think about everything that has to go into play when it comes to putting you at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Putting you you both at the right place at the right time when you're ready. Right. When you both are ready. To meet one another and you know imagine meeting your soulmate and yeah. you don't have a bridal mentality look that's chaos and that's what's not talked about is the bridal mentality you do not have to be a fiance to have a bridal mentality come on come on you can be a whole single woman whole you can be a single, single mother you could be a single anything right single sister single you know whatever yeah. and you can have that bridal mentality right to prepare you for your husband. Exactly. And, you know, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Like preparing your mind, right. preparing your mind and your body and your soul. Yeah. Prepare, preparing yeah. the whole thing. Because let's just be honest. A lot of us want a husband, but literally don't know the first steps on yes. how to have a husband, like how to manage a Their husband, steps. How to maintain a husband and how to maintain yourself with the husband. That part. You know, like... Because you got to maintain yourself first. You do. Before you can maintain somebody else. Exactly. And so, and, and, and so how do you maintain yourself? Th- that, that is what the bride tribe is about. The yes. bride tribe is learning who you are as a person. Yes. And, and, and working through the kinks. Let's say you've been, been through some trauma. Let's say you've been in some terrible relationships. Y'all don't understand how some of these bad relationships the damage that it does to right. us to our self-esteem to the way we look at yeah. life like the damage that it does for the person that's actually meant for us right. we'll completely look past that person Girl. because we didn't been through some crazy Girl. stuff then we gotta get put like we gotta reset <laughs> gotta we reset. gotta reset and then we gotta find the next man now right. we, we don't have to find him but god gotta put us in line for the next man exactly. because he had us ready for our husbands mm-hmm. and had our husbands ready for us mm-hmm. but when we start backtracking we did some damage when you when he call your number, you better be ready. You gotta be ready. Or else you gotta pull another number and get in the back of the line. <laughs> and you gotta wait. And you gotta reset. And you gotta wait. 
you gotta wait. Okay, and let me tell you, and maybe you need that. Not everybody is ready that. at that time, yeah. and it's okay right. to reset. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing to reset, mm-hmm. but you have to understand and accept the fact that you have to reset because you personally are not ready. Exactly. You're you know, not it ready. looks different. It's like yeah. a fingerprint. It's yeah. different for everybody. Yeah. You know, like you may have to watch this first episode 20 times before you start your journey. You exactly. may have, you know, exactly. It's not, yeah. it's not about, okay, I heard it. The, okay. I'm gonna go to episode two. Okay. Okay. It didn't happen. Like what's going on? No, you, you have to personally accept things. You have to be ready mm. and there'll be an email for you to reach out to and things like that. If mm-hmm. you need some one-on-ones or whatever, like yeah. that'll eventually, you know, come up. But yeah. Or even some prayer. Prayer, yeah. yeah. Prayer helps. Prayer works. It works wonders. Yeah. You gotta be, you have to be ready. You have to be whole. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing, There, you, you don't want to be a couple that's one and a half no. or one and a quarter. You want to be a couple that is so whole that yes. what you bring to the table is like, it's, it's, you're like a bad battery you know and it's like the, the in, in, this world requires two batteries <laughs> two double A this world requires two double A batteries and your battery needs to be full before you enter the marriage yes. okay because if, if you still cussing people out look and you still going through phones and you still jealous and you know what I'm saying there there's something is the matter Something yeah. is still the matter, and your 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 battery charge is not a hundred percent full. No. And so this is about charging up your battery with Christ. It's important for us to charge our battery up with Christ yeah. because Christ is, is going to unlock and reveal all of those things about us mm-hmm. that we want, that we need to change that we cannot see that we need to change. And people think like the intimacy with Jesus is so cliche. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But there ain't nothing cliche about Yeshua. Nope. Hello? It ain't nothing cliche about Yeshua. People really be thinking that Yeshua is just like something so simple, but it's 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 so, so deep and complex. so universal. Yeah. Like, have y'all looked at the universe? Like, that's how complex he is. Like stuff that you cannot understand, you're just not gonna get it until you go through it. Right. And so you can't have it figured out. You can't see what the other side looks like. The faith is the sacrifice and going and going and walking in the unknown and walking in the unknown reveals bits and pieces of you as you go. Right. You don't get to see how you look on the way out. You don't get to see what your husband looks like. You don't get to see what your family looks like. You don't get to see how prosperous you are. The you you only get to see the process. Right. Little right? like yeah, just bits and pe- like barely yeah. bits and pieces. Little yeah. like fuzzy visions. Right. That's like, it. Because if you of- knew you wouldn't go through, girl. <laughs> if you knew, you wouldn't go through. And, uh, yeah. Like, come on. Because if I knew some of the things I had to go through, mm-hmm. oh, I would have been like, Lord, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me next lifetime. Right. There is one for me. I see rapture. Okay. For real. For real. <laughs> I changed my mind at the rapture. Yes. Like, seriously, you really don't know what you're going to go through, but that is a part of the process because God has to mold your heart in such a way that requires you to take risk and requires you to activate. Holy Spirit. (laughs) That was the most clever thing I heard. No, seriously. Seriously, like, you really got to just let the Holy Spirit activate Mm -hmm. and let the Holy Spirit use you. And you have to learn how to be patient and how to be open to this experience that's not 
so culturally acceptable, like especially for for women our age, you know. Right. You deal with some of these guys. You start talking about the Lord Jesus, girl. They they be hitting the dope. They be like, <laughs> and you know how I said, well, you were. Oh, you were with him. Oh, oh, let me go. Okay, like you weren't the they, one they for ain't, me. They ain't ready for that conversation. Yeah. It's not like Christ shouldn't scare anybody away. Mm-hmm. If Christ scares somebody away, then you know it ain't for you. Okay? Right. Somebody should be able to talk about Christ no matter what the situation look like, exactly. what the circumstance look like, what situation looks like. They should be able to, to, to go ahead and pay homage to the king, to exactly. the OBG, the original bride, bridegroom. Right, you know, exactly. The OBG. So, you know, OBG, bride OBG. tribe, original bridegroom. Holla! <laughs> So, like, for real, like, we should be able to freely and openly understand and recognize, first and foremost, and I, I, I got I to gotta say this, friend, because the black community is so on the fence about Jesus, and it's, and it's like, it's so sad because, honestly, you guys, I say you guys, my, me <laughs> and myself, but I'm delivered, I'm delivered. <laughs> We have really been conditioned by what we see, like the pictures that we see, the imagery of Jesus, like, you know, what he looked like. We've been really conditioned to believe that, you know, and and if Jesus was a European religion, it's nothing wrong with it. All right. Right. But the fact of the matter is that it's not. It's not a European religion. And I'm sorry. And the reason why I have to say this is because we are missing out on the blessing that's been promised to literally our own people. You know, the roots of Christianity started in Egypt. Monotheism, first of all, um, started in Egypt um, between Akhenaten who was the first pharaoh in Nefertiti, who was his queen, okay? Monotheism was 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 not even a thing that was even talked about or considered. You know, the Egyptians had many gods. Mm. They had like gods of everything, you know? Right. And they they really like hold they held this, you know, this monotheism and all these different gods like really they were very, very passionate about this. Mm. And so when Akhenaten and Nefertiti came um, I think they were in the 18th dynasty and reformed polytheism. Mm-hmm. They hated him just like they hated Jesus. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. hated him. And he, you know, he knew that, um, you know, that they oh, you needed, don't hear about him, but you, hear you about don't Nefertiti. hear about him, you know, but you hear about Nefertiti. But why haven't, well, why haven't we heard about Akhenaten? Right. The Pharaoh, you know, like they were. I haven't heard they, about him until you introduced him to me. And I feel like that's something that we need to know. Right. Like he was the first pharaoh of egypt to reform polythe polytheism yeah and we hear about king tut yeah that was his son oh yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's just like well why haven't we heard enough about Akhenaten? because right. they really tried to silence this whole story and so Akhenaten was successful at completely eradicating the worship of multiple gods mm. now he lasted he ruled for about 17 years and he was killed just like Jesus was killed, and they still ain't found Nefertiti's body, so they got rid of her too. Mm-hmm. Because in this time, the military were they, they were so used to fighting, and they were so used to doing things their own way. And Nakhnatin was a man of peace, 
he didn't believe in the fighting. He was just right. like, look, if, if they come here, we'll fight. Right. If they try to invade our palace, we'll fight. But there's no reason for us to go out and fight. And so his own people turned on him and they killed him. <laughs> it's very similar people. stories, right? And they killed him and they, they killed Nefertiti. Nobody knows where it happened, Nefertiti. But Nefertiti tried to rule while Akhenaten was dead and she tried to rule as a man. Mm. And and so, you know, all that happened. And so when, when King Tut became king, he was only young. He was 19 years old. And so he was very influenced by everybody else's opinion and what everybody else wanted. That literally the legacy that his dad built didn't last long and he died very at a very young age too at night at 19 like he was very young and he was the pharaoh and then it went back to polytheism mm. and so it but but this idea because he had influenced so many people for that long span it traveled and it and it spread across egypt and it spread throughout the desert lands and when christ had came um you know, he he kind of went into more enlightenment about, you know, about God and everything right. else. But monotheism, the worship of the God, um, Akhenaten made the sun the, you know, basically the, the like the the figure. Mm -hmm. Because the Egyptians, they needed a figure to worship. And so mm -hmm. he made it the sun. And just like the, the breath of life. And, you know, have you ever seen those Egyptian key of life that looks like a cross, but it's like round at the top and it looks like a cross? Yes. So that was through his reign. That's when that was created. And so it almost like the print symbol, right? Exactly. It was the establishment of monotheism. It was the establishment. So basically, because of what Akhenaten did, mm -hmm. it literally paved the way for for Christ. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It paved the way for Christ. It paved the way for the Jews. Because this is all before that. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, and, and so the what's important to me is to know that um, that people hear about Saint Augustine and they hear about Saint Antony and they hear about Athanasius and Saint Jerome. These were black African theologians, very smart theologians that taught the Europeans who Christ was. And they were from Africa. This was in 300, this was 300 years after Christ. And so if you wanna talk about where Christianity really right. came from, it came from Africa. And there's so many, so many books and facts that prove that that's true. Now, because this is not about race, it's about truth. Right. I say this because we are missing out on a part of our identity that we completely like some of us have completely shunned out because we feel like we've been hoodwinked, you know, by, by white Americans right. and they forced Jesus on us. But the reality of it is, is that it was, it was ours from the beginning, but it had to be retaught to us for whatever reason. Maybe we was out here worshiping rocks and stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If, you know, you guys know African history. Maybe we was out here worshiping the God of thunder and stuff like that. And we had to be reminded and I'm not justifying slavery, but I'm glad that it was reintroduced to us. I don't, I don't agree with the way that it was, that it happened, but I'm blessed by it, you know? And, um, and, and so we are, we are being reintroduced to a Christ, to Christ in a more intimate way. Right. Because now I feel way more connected to him now right. than I did, you know, before I knew that information. It's so important for 
all of us to know that. Yeah. And they don't ever want to teach us that. Like, never. Like I said, I never heard a lot of the, the things that we talk about until you introduced them to me. Mm-hmm. Then it makes sense. And then you, there's proof behind it. It's yeah. not like you're just making something up from what you've heard. Right. No, there's proof. There's literature about right. what you're saying. Right. You can look it up. You can it's go look there, it up. It's but there. But you're not going to tell us that it's there. Right. Because, you know, yeah. it's not something... Because if they know that we know we have this knowledge, then right. at that point it could become a problem to exactly. for the enemy, for the devil. Exactly. You know? For the devil. Right. But and it's there. Yeah, you we just got lost it. in the sauce. We got lost in the sauce. <laughs> and my thing is it's like, wow, why was it hidden for so long? Yeah. Why, you know, even now to this day, why is it not a Well thing think about the, the repercussions. Like just think yeah. about like this just isn't something we're gonna talk about. That's mm-hmm. another that's another problem yeah. from the past. Like right. We're just not going to talk about it. Exactly. You know, and some and that goes with about. the whole bride thing and mm-hmm. with the whole man and the woman as one, right. as equal, instead of like this male-dominated society, which completely pushes love to the back burner and gives men uh, the, 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 the fuel right. that they need. Actually, the fire that they need to fuel their desires. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Making it seem like, oh, you know, man is so great and we should be able to do whatever we want to do. Right. We don't have to be with one woman because society has made them think that their power is having multiple women and money. But the power is not that. The power is finding your other half and your equal. And um, ladies, we gonna need y'all to uh to right. participate. I understand? You okay. That, like you, the whole you hundred percent, not the 30 percent. No, right, right. you the whole hundred percent. You the whole hundred percent. So the men that are over here trying to have multiples and things like that, they're literally getting fifteen, twenty five, ten percent, five percent. You know, just to Collect make that one hundred. Exactly. Just to make that one hundred. We, we really are yeah. the one hundred. We have to realize that and accept that we are the one hundred for the right person. For the right person the and person the right person that God is appointing to us. Yeah. Yeah. We need everybody's participation in this, mm-hmm. as many as possible. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because if we're not as a group of women, and this is not like a feminist movement, but it's a feminist reality. Mm-hmm. If we're not collective on this, and we and we and we can't adopt this this understanding, then we're going to continue to allow men to do whatever they want to do, right. and and it's going to continue to attack the family structure. It's the next step. In being a woman. Yeah. Yeah, we've been the baby, we've been the teenager, or the child, we've been the teenager, we've been the young adult. It's time to to go to that next level Mm -hmm. and have conversations with other women who are ready or who want to go to the next level. Maybe they don't know how to get ready. And that's that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. That's right. Because princess, me and princess, over time, we've, you know, just kind of like looking at what's going on in the culture, what's going on in the media, what's going on in society. And we're noticing that more and more women are like, you know, expressing that they want a husband now. They don't want these boyfriends. They don't want these boy toys. No. They don't want these sex situations, you know, these these like dead end uh, homie lover friend, you know right. what I'm saying, situations. Um, these uh, friends would benefit situations because you know we really want more men and women have different needs a woman can say all day oh I just sex I just I, I just need them for the D you know all this kind of stuff but in reality we know we want more we know we want more than that but we're compromising because we we, we know that that man's not gonna give us more than that right and then we'll take 15% you know what I'm saying <laughs> and then like we try to like 
create these scenarios or these situations where we 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 kind of get like frustrated and like okay okay negro i'm gonna need you to give me what i want because you should want me by now at this you know point. what i'm saying right. at this point you should want me by now so we need to start setting up some boundaries you know to what you can and cannot do when he came in being exactly who he was he did you know what i'm saying even if he Got hit him. it or whatever right. you were operating outside of christ outside that intimacy with christ and you know and 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 and, and really it, the, the ball is in the man's court and we, we want to keep the ball out of that court i mean for the most part when it comes to the beginning part whenever you guys are together at that point, it's a compromise. Mm -hmm. But in the in the beginning, you have to understand your worth as well as he needs to understand his worth, mm -hmm. what he brings to you, and you understand your worth and what you bring to him for y'all to come together. Exactly. You know, it should never be one-sided. No. But yes, as far as, because as women, we do need to realize that at, the ball is in our court sometimes. Like, but sometimes yeah. we hand it over. We yeah, don't we even just, make it work for it. We on a whole nother team. <laughs> Here you go. Throw the ball. Here you go. Here you go. You got it. You earned it. Right. And right. they didn't earn it. Right. They didn't earn it through Christ, and they didn't earn it through you. And that's part of preparing yourself to be a bride. And yeah, those are the principles. It's about. It's about like, first of all, the first one and most important is being patient. Right. Like you're gonna need patience in this whole entire journey. Oh, yeah. But Christ is about. Christ will teach you how to be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that relationship with Him reading your word, understanding him as a husband. Like, you know, he is mentioned as a husband and it'd be men like, Jesus is my husband. But it's just like, how are you, how? <laughs> like, how is he, I, like, I prefer you to say he's your friend. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yes, he's your husband. And you kind of make it, you know, the men make it seem like, okay, yes, it's, he's my husband because through the church. Right. But but the reality of it is, it's like, if you if he's your husband through the church then he's 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 the husband to the unit of who you guys are mm -hmm. you know the unit of your other half like he's the head of both of you guys and so when christ is depicted as a husband it relates to me more than it relates to a man because as a woman i know what I what you know i think i know what i want in a husband and how to how to actually be with a husband right you know like it sets it sets home with me because i'm preparing myself as a wife right and so you know like seeing christ as a husband for a man you know it it just seems like there's a different level of intimacy there, there is. like christ's husband for me is really intimate it's like mm -hmm. talking to him like he's my other half like right. I don't have to compromise myself anymore. I don't have to sell myself short and I don't have to sell myself because somebody has something to offer me, you know, and, you know, depending on how beautiful you are and how, how good your finesse skills are, you know, there's a lot that you can get out of men. You know, we know that you can get a lot of that. You yeah. can get a lot out of men. Yeah. A man can pay your bills. A man can buy you a car. But the reality of it is, is like Jesus can do all that too he, and more. And it feels so much better. He, look, he be ready to. Okay, he's ready to do it. Fills you to capacity. But we literally have to take those first couple steps, which mm -hmm. is understanding that we have to have faith in Him, and then we have to understand what it takes and what it is and what it means to have faith in him completely right wholeheartedly wholeheartedly everything yeah you know what i mean like yeah you have to literally surrender yourself to him right. give it all to him got the to. problems yeah your questions 
everything your desires your perfections your imperfections your imperfections like she said your desires your desires you yeah. have to understand what that means yeah. and you have and then at that point apply that pressure mm -hmm. and he will give you a diamond mm. at the end of the day come on because pressure make diamonds he has and he will and i have seen it and i have lived it we have L both seen both it have with our own eyes living testimonies and that's literally you're here yes like literally. because we can literally testify we can testify testify and who and, and people are so quick to be like most you know most christian women are women that are not cute and not attractive but look <laughs> but look a moment real quick <laughs> let's take a little mm. <laughs> because i don't mean to toot my own horn or my or my my best friends <laughs> but we are fine hey <laughs> hey hey <laughs> we Girl. are eligible divine creations okay <laughs> So it's really not that. Like we can be out here doing just about anything, just like everybody else. We can be pimping dudes, just like a lot of people that's out here. You know, we can be finessing the game. We can be doing all of this stuff. And me and her, you know, we don't have a squeaky clean pass. We've been out here, okay. I have been out here, okay. I went to college in Atlanta, okay. So I was in these streets. You hear me? But this just goes to show how jesus is able to transform transform anybody i don't care who you are i don't care what you look like. i don't care what you've done with your right. past he can literally first of all he takes away all the shame and so don't let nobody ever make you feel like you are not good enough to 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 to, to be in an intimate relationship with yeshua because he will literally transform your whole mentality your whole way of thinking when when jesus told me when I was 32, that I was going to teach and I was going to preach, I was just like, ha ha! Are you funny? Got you know, God, he got a sense of humor. He got he has a sense of humor. He told me while I was on vacation for my birthday by myself in um, Costa Rica, and and I was just like, you did not tell me that, you did not say that, but in reality, he really did. And um, and I'm glad that he did that because he really showed me that whatever he tells me is true i don't right. have to listen to anybody else and this is that that like that that like it wasn't just that that built our relationship but it was situations like that where he led me through something mm -hmm. and showed me that i was good enough that built that trust with him like right. okay i'm not crazy <laughs> i know and i'm hearing yeah. you <laughs> you know and he he backs it up by allowing things to manifest in our lives right. that confirm what he tells you right and you cannot really you can't appreciate that type of experience until he does that like you right. can't appreciate the relationship until he does those things and that's the process right touch on hearing him his voice talk about hearing him and telling you and what that sounds like mm. Because okay. that can be hard, you that know, people hearing like, oh, know. he tell you that. Right, right. What his voice sound like? Well, I remember when I was a babe in Christ, it was like right before I had got baptized again, where the pastor would be like, I was on my way to church and I heard <laughs> the Lord, right? And so I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What does that sound like? He lying. <laughs> <laughs> Is it audible? <laughs> right. I was like, Lord, if you speak, time. give me a warning because I will rush. <laughs> But it's so funny because, like, now that I have, you know, had my experience with Christ and that's my husband and we're intimate with one another, you hear him. It's like a, it's like a sweet whisper. Yeah. You know, it's like a very gentle whisper. 
And, um, you know, like when we're here in ourselves, it's more like radical, you right. know, and like it's more like kind of like irate and, you know, sometimes really self-serving. But when you hear him, it's like a gentle, soft whisper that like just gets your attention. And you know that you heard him because he will send a sign or mm. a confirmation. Yeah. Like I've heard things in I've heard I've heard things in my spirit and I'll see a billboard that says like A B C. Like yeah. I'll be yeah. I was like that was Lord, crazy. if this is what you want me to do, tell me, just tell me the A B C and then I had did like something where he'd be like B A C. Like Lord, did you say A B C or right. B A C? Like he said I said it but I didn't say it the way you wanted to say it. But the next day I saw a car with the license plate that said A B C love and so it's stuff like that right you know or it's like situations where you don't think you are qualified to be somewhere or mm -hmm. to do something or to have something right and how he qualifies you because you know that you were operating on purpose you know you'd be confused i've been confused like lord you said go this way but they <laughs> said no and, and and the reality is just like but what did i say right and he'll show me that what did I say in the situation and make it happen? Right. And so that's that type of intimacy and trust. And he's basically acting as the husband. It's yeah. like, if you let him be your husband, you ain't got to be taking phone calls from 50 year old Bill that want to <laughs> hang out with you. And, and you know what I'm saying? And spend time with you. Right. And do Because you will provide. Exactly. He, he is provide. a provider. Like you're putting people in the way because he needs you to be focused on him so he can prepare you for the person that he's going to give you away to. Right. Because he's working on them too. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to be a whole podcast about men becoming husbands. And it will. Okay, Look. but like seriously, like he's preparing to give you away, but it's mm -hmm. just like you, he can't give you away until you become this fully charged battery. Right. Yeah, and sometimes he'll give you away before you're fully charged, but you're dang near close if you do it his way. If and people it think it way. takes a long time, but it's not the same time for everybody. No, it could be a couple months, it could be a couple weeks, it could be a couple years. Yep. Who knows, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, God knows. God knows. <laughs> God knows. And he'll do it exactly whenever it's time. Yeah. And so you have these, you know, you have all these people. I never question his timing anymore. Mm -mm. Like everything's been so on point and on time mm. and when it needed to happen. Yep. Not a second at a day early. Yep. Or and, late. Yeah. Because he's on time. He's on time. He's on time. And so my advice really, you know, with becoming bridal is to try to put that thing on clink clink as as, as much as you can. <laughs> put it on clink clink because we really need you to hold out, to be patient and wait for the real thing. You know, we understand that, you know, at certain times, you know, things just happen. And you were human. Yeah, you know? the temptation be, will be there. The temptation is going to be there. And You're going to be how tried. You handle it mm -hmm. on those occasions. So yeah, if it happens, yeah. if okay. it happens, but when it happened a hundred times, okay, like. That's yeah. insanity. And yeah. at that point, you're like, okay, you got to reevaluate what your your mission is and what your goal is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, what your goal is, what your mission is, and what does this person really bring? You know, are they bringing you something in alignment with what you believe that you deserve? And if you don't, if you feel like that's what you deserve and it's not that great, then we should probably go back and figure out why you're feeling less deserving mm -hmm. and work from there and build up from there. Because once Jesus builds you up, you will be, you will be, you will know how much you deserve. You mm -hmm. will know what your value is. You will know what not to settle for, what not to compromise for. Because really, Jesus only wants to bring love into our lives. And anything short of that, any like 
you know, chaos and drama and somebody that got like 18 girlfriends and, you know, like just, you, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just the crazy stuff that men just expect us to um, accept. You don't have to accept those things. You do not have to accept those mm-hmm. things. You are worth so much more and don't think that there is not somebody for you. Oh, there's 102 men per 100 women. So that's actually in the world. There's actually almost exactly the same amount of people, both men and women. How? How? God. Soulmate. Okay. Soulmate. (laughs) How? God. Uh, Who who over here is curating how many men are born and how many women are born and how many men have died. And you know what I'm saying? Men have been at war and everything. But the numbers are so still so neck to neck. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, it's more men than women. And so when you take into account those that are incarcerated, you take into account those that are, you know, homosexual, it it really just balances out. You know, it really does. And in the black community, the numbers are a little bit different. You know, there's 88 there's 88 men to 100 black women, but yo soulmate don't have to be black, okay? <laughs> they do not have to be your same race, you okay? Know. You just you never, never know. know. Yes, we would We're love to have men. have them chocolate with a beard, okay? Yes, we would. But you know, your soulmate does not your soulmate does not have to be black. He does not have to look like you. You know, ideally. Lord for me uh, <laughs> but you know he doesn't have to look like you he doesn't have to you know share your same race or whatever you know that that kind of limits you mm-hmm. a little bit and hey if black men are not stepping up to the plate then hey you're gonna have to look somewhere else I was married to a white man and you know it was very different you know we'll talk about that on another, on another episode it's just very different but it wasn't terrible you know you just you really kind of just got to if you love the person, you'll you'll accept everything, all right. the differences. And they'll also embrace you and embrace all your differences, too. And so, yeah, don't be hopeless in the black man. God going to get the black men together. But we, gonna, we need y'all to, you know, we need for you guys to participate in making this a reality and making this possible and participate in just becoming bridal. Yep. You know, just becoming um, a, a woman that is... That tries to listen to Christ right. before she listens to herself. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I love that. So, so with what you guys will, will see in the podcast is, um, you know, it's just exploring the divine power of marriage and the essence of the bride. Um, you know, sharing just true experience and faith-based understand spiritual understandings of what it means to be a bride in Christ. Um, and this podcast will encourage an openness with self and spiritual peace while God is preparing us for the for the husband that he has already assigned to us that we came into this world with. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, hopefully this saves y'all a whole lot of time Look, and a whole lot of disappointment because he didn't assign us <laughs> to this assignment. OK. And we we're here for we're here for y'all. We're yeah, here for ourselves we really and we're here for y'all as well. Mm-hmm. We are. So, Bride Tribe will be back uh, with our second episode next week. Next week. And we're excited to be here. We're excited, you know, to take this journey with you guys. We're excited about this whole experience. And we hope that you guys really get a lot from this. And if you have any questions or concerns, and like Princess said, if you need prayer or anything like that, just email us at 
bride tribe the podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and we will get back to you. You can also find us um on our um, foundation website at um the africanrose.org and there is um, also more information about the podcast and um ways that you can also donate and support the show bride tribe how many times have you come through i keep walking in my faith i recognize truth i recognize root You promise good fruits, that's how we overcome.